With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. The Volume. It's the Colin Coward Podcast presented by FanDuel. Football season's in full gear. No better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. FanDuel app is safe. You get paid fast. A lot of ways to play. The spread, the money line, team totals, players, props, a lot of stuff. Over-unders. Jump into the action. Same game parlays are my favorite. Just use the promo code Colin and download the FanDuel app today. All right, welcome in Wednesday podcast. Joe Burrow for his 20-minute spot. Finally beat the Cleveland Browns. Good for him. You know, something I talk about pretty regularly on the show is I think football is getting smarter. And it doesn't really matter what business you're in. Things change, right? You know, I'm in the cable TV business. And we have something called cord cutting, where a lot of young people are just getting rid of their cable and they're moving to streaming or YouTube TV. And you have to adapt constantly. Even now among streaming companies, your Hulus, your Netflix, your Disney's, uh, they're losing billions of dollars. Now it's very, very hyper competitive. And people are starting to say, my streaming bill costs more than my cable bill and I get more sports on cable. And, you know, I look at the NFL right now, and how do you tell if you've got a really, really great coach? Because offense is obviously the key to this thing. 70% of coaches now, head coaches, are offensive coaches, and they're having a lot more success than defensive coaches. How do you know if you have a great coach? In the National Football League, my answer would be when they make you think for an extended period of time that an incredibly average player is really special. And that's why I think Mike McDaniel of Miami may be our next genius coach. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree. That it is remarkable that Tua, when he has to play trailing against San Francisco, trailing against the Chargers, with a fairly decent pass rush. Not only how ordinary he looks, he looks like a third-string quarterback. You could argue he looks like a college quarterback not physically good enough to be in the NFL. I mean, I've, I've never heard of a quarterback starting a game like three for 17. I've never heard of that from a backup. But Mike McDaniel still has Tua despite his last two starts, disasters, completing 66% of his throws, 275 yards a game, 22 TDs and five picks. I mean, we think in New York, Brian Dable is a really good coach. He took Josh Allen to another level from, is this guy going to make the league to an MVP level player? But even he is limited with Daniel Jones. After about six starts, Daniel Jones has an absolute ceiling. When I look at the Tua story, it's really a Mike McDaniel story. Can you imagine how good Miami would be with this coach if they had Herbert, Burrow, 
I mean, last two weeks, Tua isn't an NFL quarterback. Small, unathletic, brittle, overwhelmed. We're very lucky. Football is giving us, I think Lincoln Riley at the college level similarly, is just smarter than almost anything we've ever seen offensively at the college level. And where did Mike McDaniel come from? San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan. Look at what he's doing with Brock Purdy. He got Garoppolo to a Super Bowl. I like Jimmy more than most people, but he has a clear ceiling. They don't throw the ball up the sideline with Garoppolo. When you look at Mike McDaniel and Kyle Shanahan, they're going to humiliate a lot of defensive coaches going forward. We have coaches now who are completely next level. And a lot of this is just due to safety. I mean, Nick Saban acknowledges now. He can't keep people in the 20s if you have an NFL quarterback. Saban can't. College level can't. But I look at this Tua Mike McDaniel story, and we have ourselves a borderline offensive genius in Miami. This coach is really, really special. So the Monday night game between the Patriots and Arizona, Kyler Murray goes out and we get stuck with a backup quarterback, Colt McCoy. I don't want to embellish, but I don't remember a year in my life, and maybe I'm getting older and my memory is fuzzier, but I don't remember a year in my life, there have been more ugly, unwatchable standalone football games. Now, the one o'clock window or 10 a.m. window depending on what coast you live on, that window is still compelling. You don't necessarily have the best teams, but you have seven or eight games ending at the same time. So there's always a couple of games that are fascinating. But we have now like a pretty regular trend where the standalone games, when that's the only one you get, are really, really hard to watch. And why? Now, the ratings aren't going down. Ratings are up this year. Largely because legalized sports gambling has added jet fuel. People stand around and sit around and watch a game longer because they've got some money on it. And as more states roll out legalized gambling, that's going to be a rocket booster for television ratings in college and pro football, especially pro football. But I think one of the things that's happening, and I think about this a lot, is we know quarterback play is better than ever. We're getting more talented Quality quarterback play, college and pro football. Kids now have 10,000 snaps by the time they're 12 and 13 years old. So it's not that the quarterback play is going backwards or regressing. We've had almost 55 quarterbacks play this year. I think there's two things happening. Athletes are getting bigger, stronger, and faster. You see it offensively with the number of players now who routinely make one-hand grabs. Athletes are just better, taller, Faster, longer, stronger, more electric. And that means also defensive players are stronger, better nutrition, faster. The collisions are worse. And so part of it is there are more gnarly collisions, more quarterbacks, even the big ones getting hurt, and more backups play. And I also think there's another thing happening, and I think I've discussed this on television on FS1 before is that the NFL is such a big business now that owners are all billionaires. All of them are billionaires, meaning writing a $35 million check to get rid of a coach after one or two years is a rounding error. 
You're seeing staffs get blown up faster, more often, coordinators being fired more regularly, more often, and the pressure in this billion-dollar business to win now, you're playing quarterbacks sooner than ever before. They come out of college with one year starting football, boom, get them to play. And the quarterback play, I mean, Justin Fields is really talented, but it's rough. We're watching him learn on the job. Uh, we watched Trey Lance for a couple of games. He's learning how to aesthetically throw the football right on the job. So you have this demand to win instantly, more coaches fired, players being asked to play sooner, more injuries, backups play, and it becomes really, really ugly football regularly. I mean, I sat through every second of the Patriots Arizona. I know it's my job. I still find it compelling to some degree. But this does feel like it's becoming a more regular trend. Standalone games, when you're forced to watch one game, there's more ugly ones, more backups, more brand new coaching staffs, more new coordinators. And it makes for sometimes really ugly football. All right, it's Joe Burrow, our weekly visit. This is an embarrassing question. So you finally beat the Browns. I should know this. You're from Ohio. This is embarrassing. This is an embarrassing moment. I've never asked you this. Did you grow up a Browns or a Bengals fan? Uh, I wasn't really a fan of the NFL growing up. I was more of a college football fan. I didn't watch. I like the. I like Drew Brees. I like the Saints. Um, but I didn't. You know, I moved around a lot when I was really little. Yep. And my whole life and my whole family was just college football. Yeah. So I was more of a, a Cornhusker fan. Yeah. You know, Urban Meyer told me that one time before he took the Jags job. He said, I watch film on Sunday. I don't even watch the NFL. Yeah. I, I warned yeah. him. I said, I'm not sure if that's a thing you should make public, <laughs> Urban, before you take an NFL job. It's kind of a complicated competitive league. Um, so it was your 26th birthday. Is that today? It was Saturday. Okay. I think. So, like in season, did you even get cake or is that some sort of a sugar free zone thing? I got a pumpkin pie. Pumpkin comes from the earth. It's healthy. Yeah. There you go. That's what, that's what my wife says. <laughs> if the shit comes Something from like the ground, that. you can eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. This was, for whatever reason, mostly Miles Garrett, this had been a really tough matchup. A divisional rival, uh, Ohio, this had just been, you had a breakthrough moment. What was it? Well, our, our defense played great the entire game. We were able to, to get stops and get off the field while we figured it out on offense. You know, the first quarter was a struggle, but after that, we... Know, started to move the ball really well and, and move the ball down the field and, and hit explosive plays. And so our defense really kept us in it until you know, our offense started clicking. You're going to face Brady this week. Uh, does it mean anything? Just the next game. Just the next game. That's a Tom answer. That is such a great... <laughs> well, I think... If you get if you get to, you know, something I was really focused on coming into the league is if you get to like, oh, I grew up watching this guy or, you know, I, I really liked him growing up. Uh, I think you lose your competitive advantage when you're out on the field. And so I really tried to, you know, limit limit that when I was able to come into the league. And I think it's it's served me well. You think you just coming into the league, you literally had made a decision 
you're not going to be a fan boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a fan of, of, you know, people that play the game really well. Uh, but you know, as far as me personally, I think I can stack myself up with, with just about any one of them. So Zach Taylor, there's an article in the athletic. They were talking about, um, Zach took some of your LSU offense and moved it to the Bengals. Um, I mean, we're seeing Russell Wilson struggle, new coach, new system. If if I, you know, I don't sit there and peruse playbooks, but if I said, okay, tell me two or three things that if you could have them the rest of your career offensively, that just make it easier. Uh, really good players alongside me, guys like Jamar and, and TB and T and Joe Mixon in the offensive line that we have. You know, that, that's what makes it the easiest on, on quarterbacks when you can go out there and uh, know exactly what your guys are going to do every play, know they're going to play really, really hard. And then you have you know, some of the best guys in the league on the outside to go make plays for you. It makes my job easy. There was a moment last week. I thought it was really impressive where Baker Mayfield was literally in Los Angeles 48 hours and went out and played pretty good football. And as good as you are, you came off an injury the first couple of weeks. It's just not right. It's hard. Um, I I said on the air, it felt like a remarkable achievement. Um, Did you see it? And what did you make of it? I watched the first half of it. You know, and then I got a little too tired and had to head to sleep. But it's always, you know, that when somebody gets to, on a new team very quickly and comes into the game and has to figure out how to, to operate. And then when a backup, when, when a starting quarterback gets hurt in, in the middle of the game and a backup has to go in and play really well, those are two very similar situations, I think. And you know, whenever somebody can go in and play really well in that kind of situation, I have a lot of admiration for that because they you know they're not getting the reps in practice and in baker's situation he didn't get any reps with them he probably threw 25 30 balls to to rams guys when he he got there and has to go out and and play like that uh and on national tv i I had a lot of respect for what he did are are national tv games different timeouts longer do you feel timeouts long yeah You, you feel it you gotta keep yourself warm there's a lot more tv timeouts keep yourself engaged it just feels like a longer game the um so now you're getting into a time where you've played your best football now we're getting into december um everybody has tape on you um not all your teammates are healthy um compare first year mid-december to now Compare last year. Is it starting to feel bubble up like last year's role? Yeah, we're starting to just, you know, down the stretch last year, we just found ways to win games. It wasn't always pretty. You know, some games we had, you know, high scoring affairs, but, you know, we just found ways to win games. And, and we're starting to do that now. We're, we're being able to win games a lot of different ways, whether it's with our defense and, and our running game or throwing the football, scoring a lot of points. Um, we're just adapting to the situation at hand very quickly on Sundays and, 
and figuring out ways to, to get it done. So this sounds odd, but in the college game, Joe, you play in mostly the same weather. You played in the South. It was either domed or warm. In the NFL, you can go from Tampa one week to Foxborough the next to Buffalo. Yeah. It is different, right? Does it change for yeah. you? It, yeah, it, you have to play the game slightly, slightly differently. Whether it's your 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 operation on the sideline to keep your body warm, to to be able to go out and do your job, or um, whether it's you know maybe trying to to push a ball into a window that on a non windy day you would try, but maybe if it's a really windy windy day you might not try it. And so the weather does affect both how you play and your operation throughout the week. We all know professional athletes care about what they look like. And as you know, I care about what I look like. Right now, I've been wearing a lot of Cuts clothing. I love this thing right now. Every cut shirt is designed to provide a perfectly tailored look. If you want a, a long sleeve Henley, no problem. A short sleeve crew neck, they've got it. Cuts has everything you want. And I've got all of it, and I wear all of it. Right now, 15% off your first order. 15% off first order by going to CutsClothing.com slash Colin. Cuts, C-U-T-S. Look them up. I got a closet full of their stuff, and I love it. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Start the NFL week off right with a no-sweat same-game parlay every Thursday from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you're new to FanDuel or already have an account. Every Thursday night, you'll get free bets back if your NFL same-game parlay doesn't hit. Same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets, two or three or four, for a chance at a bigger payday. You build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs, pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. However you want to play, bet the NFL every Thursday night with a no-sweat same-game parlay. Just sign up promo code Colin. If you don't already have an account, that's promo code Colin to get free bets back if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. 21-plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, and Louisiana. Permitted parishes only. Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia. First online real money wager only. Refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 533-42-ARIZONA, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, Jersey, and Virginia, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-HOP P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369 in New York, Tennessee. Redline 1-800-889-9789 Tennessee. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. 
So you guys have been a very good um, second half team. It's funny how this season works. Early in the year, you were getting third and 11s. You were getting behind the chains. It was something that was driving you crazy. You were trailing in games. You've become a better starting team. You're also a very good finishing team. Obviously, if it was simple, everybody would start quickly. So I'm not sure if I've asked you this. Do you like to come into a game and have like 12 scripted plays? Take take our listeners to this. Do you come in and kind of know the first series, what you're going to run in order? Yeah, every team has, I think it's usually, you know, 10 to 15 plays that are scripted. Um, and then you have your your first third and short, third and medium, third and long. So you know you know kind of what's going to come up in in certain situations. You have your first red zone calls that you like. So when you get down there, you you kind of know what to expect as far as defense wise, play wise, what you're going to see, uh, and that's where that's where the preparation comes in. Will you run those plays again at a later moment in the game? Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You know, some of them are are one and duns, and some of them are, are are base plays that you you just run all the time. So it just depends. Are you at a point now with Zach? Take me to where your in game communication is in terms of I want to run this play now. You know, it kind of it kind of depends. Some games there's some a, a look that I see that you know I think a certain play would be really good against and I think what is great about Zach is that he trusts me enough and trusts what I'm seeing on the field enough to you know give that play a shot or if it if he doesn't want to call it he you know explains why and in what situation maybe he would rather have that play and so the communication between and me and our coaches is exactly what you want as a quarterback it just gives you a lot of trust that your that your coaching staff is you know doing the all the work that they can and, and will do to put you in the best position to succeed i've heard it said that early a quarterback plays the game later he manipulates it do you feel now you are more manipulating the game yeah that's you, know, you start off every game pretty pretty similar you're trying to get a feel for you know because you can watch tape but it's really different once you're out there. So you're trying to get a feel for guys' speed, guys' drop angles, leverage, you know, how much time you're going to have in the pocket, and all that kind of plays into how you end up playing the game later on. So this week, Mahomes had a ridiculous play where it looked like he was throwing a grenade out of a foxhole. Yeah. And I'm like, the hell was that? Do you think he practiced that? Yeah, I, I th- I'm sure he has at some point. I'm sure he just didn't throw it out there. Um, I, I'm sure he practices a lot of that stuff uh, that that you see on Sundays that really nobody else is doing. <laughs> uh, whether he's just like messing around and having fun in, in before practice, and I'm sure he he tries all that stuff beforehand. So you've done something at practice that you haven't done in a game, right? Yeah, yeah. Would, I think that's how you grow as a player is you you try things out in practice that you think might work and then you find out, okay, this needs a little more work before I deploy it or 
I'm feeling really comfortable in this technique to go and deploy it in this situation on, on game day. And so you practice all that stuff to whatever situation you might be in, you can, you can pull it out if you need it. A couple of weeks ago, you were pushed out of the pocket to your left. I forget what game it was. And I watched it and I thought, I wonder, and, and the defender was on your hip. And I thought, I wonder if Joe's ever considered just switching the ball to his left hand and throwing it out of bounds. <laughs> have you? Uh, we have pra- we have practiced that uh, before in case that situation does come up. Wow. Uh, we, yeah. So you never you never know what you might need. I haven't needed to, but uh, I, I've practiced it in case I do. So you can throw a left-handed spiral for some distance. No. I'm I, no. I can get it out of bounds for sure <laughs> if I need if he had a hold of my right arm, but I'm not. I'm not throwing a 10 yard out or anything like that. So you've said before um, you got compared to Batman last week. You were a big superhero fan. So my only knock is that it was mostly his gadgets. Um, He didn't have a huge physique. Um, You know, he was wealthy and he had, he was almost like a trust fund kid with a bat signal. It was a lot of, whereas I always felt like, Everybody else had something, speed, strength. But there was a peculiar fascination with Batman because I thought he was the funniest. He was kind of weird and funny, and I kind of liked Batman. Of the superheroes, I've had this discussion with my son. If you had, this is weird, but I've said if you had one superhero trait, what would it be? Now, a lot of people say, Oh, I'd be invisible. And I tell my son, the problem is you'd hear people talk about you and they would say awful things and it would ruin your self-esteem. And then people say, well, what if you could fly? And I say, yeah, but if you could fly, then you'd be the boy in the neighborhood that could fly and you'd be like weird and like you couldn't go out. That's my reasoning. If I could give you one superhero quality, what would it be? Teleportation. Explain. Well, wouldn't it, if you want to go to the grocery store, you just pop up in the grocery store and grab your stuff (laughs) and then pop right back home. You want to go on a cross-country road trip, just pop over to California real quick and then pop right back. See, my son talks about stuff like that. Do you you think that's a, in in your lifetime, will you believe that will happen? (laughs) <laughs> no. Okay. No. Okay. That'd be sick, though. It would be sick. I always, when people say we could live on Mars in our lifetime, my takeaway is always, I don't like heights. Like, why would I want to go to Mars? I don't even like being on the Space Needle. I'm from Seattle. I get sick. Of- I'd, I'd go up in space. That'd be pretty cool. You would. Yeah. That'd be a really cool experience. Uh, all right. Finally. So... It is a weird time of the year where it gets really intense. Like I'm watching the World Cup and it's really intense. Like I'm I'm watching Mac Jones scream at his coach and football in December is like the weather sucks. Your teammates are hurt. Um, Can you get can you extract a little joy at this time of the year? Or is it do you feel like, okay, this stuff is this is do or die stuff. Yeah, wins are wins are still wins. You know those post game locker rooms after wins are are why you play the game and they're so incredible. But 
also I think why we're so good as a team is we know when to lock in, but we also know when to have fun both on the field and off. You know, I, I really enjoy going to practice every day and we know when we need to, to lock in and get our work in, you know, when team periods and group install periods and stuff like that. But, you know, we, we also have a lot of fun in stretching, you know, individual, all that stuff. And so we, we really make it fun to come to work every day. Yeah. When you fly into Tampa, say, what do you do on Saturday night? What does the team do? Um, we usually watch college games in the, in the dining room, you know, eat together. Some guys will find a restaurant in the area and order takeout and bring it back to the hotel. Some guys will go to dinner and, uh, you know, those are fun. Those are fun nights. Yeah. Well, you have a young team. Most of you guys are kind of generationally the same dude. Who is the oldest guy on the team? Um, I think Clark, our long snapper or Kevin, our, uh, our, one of our punters. Those guys have been here for a while. Yeah. All right, Joe. Go get them. Thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. See you guys next week. The volume. Make sure to check out the Draymond Green Show. I brought Draymond Green into the volume because one of the more entertaining voices in sports, unique perspective, understands behind the rope, also chops up with guests like Gary Payton, Zach Levine, Tracy McGrady. Make sure, download the Draymond Green Show wherever you get your podcasts, only on the Volume Podcast Network. Top Thrill 2 is like no other course. Two 420-foot vertical speedways, three launches. All right, let's talk strategy. Copy that, driver. Go for maximum acceleration off the start. Measure that. You've got a short straightaway to push from 0 to 74 on the first vertical speedway. And what about the rollback? Rollback will set you up for an explosive reverse climb 420 feet in the sky so you reach 0 Gs in total weightlessness. 420 feet of straight-up speed. Let's get it. Top Thrill 2, the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch strata coaster. Get your tickets at cedarpoint.com.